I feel so many of us are afraid to step into our calling because we've been chained down by a past that no longer defines us, but we keep trying to use it to define ourselves. What up? You're tuning in to the Adventure Between Us podcast, and I'm your host, Destiny Finn. And today, we are going to be talking about the past and how to become fully in the present. So let's dive in. It's so good to be back with you all. I am a little cold today, though, to be honest. I can see my breath as I talk to you, which is a very fun, but slightly at times like, wow, it's cold out kind of feeling. Um, But yeah, so what we were going to kind of be talking about today is just the past. Because I honestly know from experience, I have used my past so much to try to define where I am, forgetting that doesn't define me anymore. And actually, as I was working on this podcast, I did my intro, which is like a little different segment piece. And when I went to name that intro, I kept trying to write definement and my autocorrect literally like six or seven times kept changing it into defilement. And it was really starting to aggravate me because I'm like, stop autocorrecting this. It's definement, not defilement. But isn't that what the past does? It defiles us. It defiles your current state of beauty because you keep letting it just bring up its old wounds and bring up its old mistakes and to shame your present beauty and put you back into hiding. You know, your past says, yo, you ain't worth it. When right now you're a butterfly, you're no longer a caterpillar. But it keeps trying to make you go back into that cocoon and to live a caterpillar's kind of life, even though you are currently in the present moment a butterfly. And I just, I love how everything can be turned into a lesson. Granted, not everything should be an immediate lesson. You should wait until your story, in a sense, becomes a testimony to some ways. But yeah, the past likes to define by defiling. Because as long as the enemy can keep you stuck in who you used to be, he doesn't have to worry about the miracle you have become. It's the concept, I once heard a mentor tell me this, and they were talking to me, and they basically told me that the devil doesn't care who you're going to become in the sense of he doesn't care if you become successful or you become rich or you get the house that you want or you have the family. He cares about who you're going to become internally with your character and what it takes for you to get there. Because where you are now to where you want to be, to like where Yahweh has called you and created you to pursue, you know, in him, the devil doesn't want that. He doesn't want you to be refined. He doesn't want you to be sanctified. He cares so much about keeping you in your past and continually to shame you and define you with that because he knows that will keep you stuck instead of moving forward into that refinement sanctification process and to becoming the ultimate person that you were created to be. Because he doesn't care that you have those dreams or goals. He doesn't care that you have the dream of writing a book or this or that. But he cares about who you're going to become and what it takes for you to write that book. He cares about the process. And that's why he tries to keep you so stuck in your past. And that's just, that's a really, like, when you understand that, the journey itself becomes so much more crystal clear to you. And I speak that from experience because after my mentor told me that, I really just kind of started nulling over it. And I was like, that makes a lot of sense. Like, wow. And I did. I really just kind of started taking time to process what my mentor actually meant by that because everything has a surface level meaning, but everything also has deeper meaning a lot of times. And the more I thought about that, 
the more the, I could see the bigger picture in a sense. And I'm like, wow, the journey isn't that scary anymore. Because I personally, I don't know about you, when I get into a new path, or I feel led to go do something and the Lord just kind of directs me into a new area in a new season, I start getting very overwhelmed about the details of the journey of, oh, it's going to be hard. It's going to be painful, all this and that. But ever since I heard that from my mentor, I've kind of had a shift in mindset of, no, that journey is the beauty. Like, that's what I want. I want the journey. Like, yes, I want the ultimate goal of getting that book published. I want the ultimate goal of achieving my dreams and becoming the best version of myself possible for the glory of Yeshua. But part of that's the journey. And that's finding the beauty in the journey. And it does. It makes the journey itself seem so less overwhelming. And I guess like grudgingly like, oh, I gotta go walk up the mountain kind of vibe. And it's like, you know what? I'm gonna throw some rocks at your face, devil, as I keep walking. <laughs> you know, those those shoes are gonna be kicking up some rocks towards you. Um, but yeah. And so I guess kind of today, just really about the past. And I don't really like focusing about the past. The past actually frustrates me a lot because I don't like who I was in the past. Because we do. As humans, we naturally look towards everything that could go wrong. All the million little problems rather than the million little miracles. And a lot of times, even though we say, oh, don't focus on the past... A lot of our thought process is what's holding us back because we're thinking about past things. We're continually just bringing up the dead, unburying them to basically mull over them and be like, oh, this one time in the sixth grade, I did this or I did that. And we let that define us and we let that defile our current state, especially as a follower of Yeshua. You are born again. You are a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. But how do we press past who people knew me to be and show them who we actually are now? And that was honestly one of my biggest struggles because the enemy had a way of making me feel stuck and I allowed him to continually let myself keep myself stuck. Because as long as he can keep you stuck in who you used to be, he doesn't have to worry about the miracle you have become and who you will become. Because the Lord, he has such great plans for you and they don't involve your past in the way that you keep bringing them up he doesn't it does not involve your past defiling you yes he might use it as a testimony of his grace in your life of like that's who I used to be you know to exemplify and glorify him but he doesn't use it to shame you he doesn't use it to condemn you he doesn't use it to belittle you or hold you back because that's not who Yeshua is And I think a lot of us, we do, we get in this mindset of, oh, I can't go back there. You know, like, I don't want to go back to this place. I don't want to do that. Like, they just know me as who I was. And we allow our past to define us and even our thoughts of our past to define us and who we think people think us to be, et cetera, et cetera. And I know I can speak from experience with that because growing up through my high school years, I was not the healthiest of people. Like, yeah, I was healthy, but I also had a lot of toxicity in my mind just with my circumstances. I allowed that to dictate my emotions and just kind of control me. And I probably became a very just angry, belittling type of person at times. And I'm not proud of that. Um, And I was. I was just very analytical, like, nope, you're doing it wrong, kind of this, that, the other. 
as a part of my circumstances, but I also take full responsibility because I could have chose not to become that, but I did. I let my circumstances dictate who I was becoming and I'm not proud of that. And because of that, I really don't like going back to certain places because all I see is that person who I was and I'm just like, and that's, and and I get this fear in my head of that's all people are going to remember me. Like when they go back, when I go back and they see me, they're going to be like, oh, there goes little Miss Pessimistic or this or that when that's not who I am anymore. Like I haven't been that way for probably a solid two to five years, like purely because I, it has just been a slow progression. And those habits and those things that I used to do five, six, seven years ago don't really play effect in my life anymore. And most certainly haven't for the past two years as I've been on a pure like revamp of actually walking in my new creation shoes that the Lord has given me. Except I really still don't like going back, you know, and I would honestly start to get a lot of anxiety anytime I would in a sense have to go back because I'm like, oh, these people are just going to remember me as for what I was, you know, they like, because they saw me when I was at my worst. They saw me in that vulnerable state of not being the nicest of people. And I felt as if they were going to hold it over my head. And in a sense, they never even shamed me. I was the only one shaming me. (laughs) Are you getting what I'm like trying to say? Like we allow our own mental thoughts of ourselves to allow our past to defile ourselves. Like I was the only one bringing that anxiety on and letting that train run its course. And yeah, there have been a few people of like, oh, what happened to this? Oh, I thought you were this. And guess what? It's not actually that bad in the moment because I call them out for it. And I'm like, listen, that's not who I am anymore. And if you can't accept me for as I am now as a healthier and better person, then we probably should not have this like connection of a relationship. And you can agree to disagree with me. But I didn't let them define who I am now by my past. The only person I was allowing to define me by my past was me. I was allowing that to defile me and I let that tank my mindset because that's where it really is. It's all in the mindset because we do, we allow ourselves to be shamed and condemned by who we used to be, forgetting that's no longer who we are, but we let that train run its course rather than putting the brakes on it and being like, no, yeah, I might, I used to probably have a swearing problem. I used to be a heavy partier. Like you have those things, you know, oh, I used to do drugs. Oh, I used to be negative. I used to weigh 200 pounds and now I've lost weight. People are going to make comments when they see that you are a new person. And that's the other thing is a lot of people aren't trying to use your past to defile you. They're just jealous. When somebody tries to bring up your past of, oh, what happened about this and try to put that dirt, it's because they've seen how you've gotten out of the crab bucket. They've seen the transformation growth process that the Lord has done in you and they're jealous of that. And they want what you have because they see the freedom that it brought you. And they too want to be free because that's what we want to do is we want to be free. But so many of us have allowed ourselves to become chained down, especially in the mental You know, and we're like crabs in a bucket because stuck people try to keep you stuck. So if there are people in your past, people in your life that knew you in your past that are just stuck in where they are, they are going to probably try to bring up your past to defile your present state because they are stuck and they want to keep you stuck. But the joy and beauty of that is you don't have to allow that. You can just simply take the lid and close the crab bucket. And that's by saying, listen, that's not who I am anymore. And if you can't see me for who I am today and you want to just keep bringing up who I was, that's on you. But I'm not going to let that define me.
And I can speak from experience. I've had to do that with myself more than other people. Like, yes, there's been a few people that I've had to do that with. And there are people that you might have never get a relationship back because all they want to remember is the person that you were. And they're just like, oh, well, you were all this, that. And even if you are nothing like that, even if it is night and day now, they might never be able to actually look at the new you for whatever reason in their human brokenness. And you're just going to have to say, okay, but I'm not going to let you stump my growth process. I'm not going to allow that to stop me. And you have to be okay with being misunderstood. Because you will be misunderstood a lot. Jesus, I think, honestly, like we forget that Yeshua, and I say Yeshua is because that is his true name. Like Jesus is not his name. It has nothing to do with his name. If his name was truly translated in the Greek, it would have been Joseph, not Joseph, Joshua. I'm sorry. I'm a little tired this morning. Um, It would have been Joshua. And I grew up hearing his name to be Jesus. You know, I that's all I knew. It was like, Jesus, Jesus loves me. Like you grew up hearing those songs. And lately though, I've really just had this kind of heart change of like, that isn't his name. And it's the concept of, if you don't know somebody's name and you're like, oh, hey, Emily. And they're like, actually my name's Sarah. Like they're not mad at you for calling them the wrong name. But if you now know that their name is Sarah and you keep calling them Emily, they kind of get hurt by it. And they're kind of like, listen, that's not my name. Please stop. And that's kind of the way with our Lord and Savior is his name has nothing to do with Jesus. And actually in the Greek, most names end with U and S as a honorary thing to Zeus, you know? And so basically when we call Yeshua Jesus, we're kind of slandering him in my opinion. Um, and so I've really just been trying to break that habit. So if you have, if you do hear me at times use Jesus just out of that bad habit, please know that is not the name I used to refer to our Lord and Savior. His name is Yeshua. Um, and that's what I'm getting more and more new habit built calling him. I'm not going to let my past, though, defile the present. <laughs> I'm not going to let the misunderstanding of what I thought to be truth defile the actual truth. And you have to be okay with that because you might have even yourself been believing lies about yourself. You might have thought this is all I am good for. And now you have the understanding of that's not just what I'm good for. Except those lies will try to get back up out of habit or repetition. The same as just if you spend 20 years of your life calling what you thought was your Lord and Savior's name Jesus. And now you're like, that's not his name. Like biblically, like if you look in the Hebrew and Greek, like that's not his name. And if you look actually like it's clear as day, it doesn't translate to that. Um you are just like, wow, I shouldn't probably keep doing that. And habit tries to defile present moment. Um, (laughs) That's a little rabbit trail for you. But like I was saying, I really think that we forget that Yeshua was widely misunderstood and criticized during his life. I feel like we kind of, we do, we just, I don't know about you, but I personally read the Bible sometimes as like, bullet points of social media posts almost of like these were the best moments of these lives and in some ways they were because they were to tell the stories of the basically the entire storyline of beginning peak middle end kind of vibe and you don't you don't hear about them going to the bathroom them getting a haircut them having those moments of inner self-doubt but you also do see that with certain characters you know you see that with David you see Job was the first character to be brought in and basically sorrow and misery like he lost everything like that's how we introduce this character is 
he did nothing wrong, but his whole entire family just died. You know, he lost everything. Like, that is monumental. Like, think about just how we lose little things. You know, like, oh, I can't find this hair clip. And we start freaking out. This man lost his family. He lost his entire business, basically. Like, it was gone. And then on top of it, he got boils and blisters and basically to the point of death. You know? And that, we forget. Think of the mental strenuity. Like, if you've ever lost a family member, you know that pain. Now, imagine losing every single child of yours or every single parent, every single sibling. Like, think of the monumental pain and sorrow that probably brought onto him. You know, and even with Yeshua, like we see him and, but we also, I think, forget like when we just read that like one little verse of, and they criticized him or they tried to trap him or this or that, like he was widely misunderstood and criticized during his life. Like he had people trolling him and talking behind his back. You know, they were trying to kill him and they tried to kill him, yet they did not succeed because he overcame death. But that is the point, like, I don't know about you, but the worst I've ever had to deal with is like people telling me that they hate me and that I'm stupid and I'm ugly and this and that. I've never had someone flat out basically tell me that they want to kill me. I mean, I've had that kind of parenthesized, but I've never had someone like literally like, I'm going to stake you to a cross and murder you. And I think we kind of forget that we don't actually take the time to deeply process this, this like actual understanding that he was misunderstood. You know, like he was criticized. You know, he had followers and he had friends and he had people that claimed to be his friend, but were also in ties with Pharisees and turning on him. And I guess going with that, it's just a reminder, don't let people who misunderstand you stop you from what you're called to do. Don't allow people who misunderstand you to stop you from doing what you're called to do. And that goes with your past. Don't let somebody who only gets a glimpse of who you were stop you from becoming who you're called to be. Don't let that defile your current thing. It's like taking leftovers that are cold and gross and trying to put them on a warm new meal plate that's fresh. It just, it's gross. It's defiling. It's disgusting. It's like putting on old clothes that you've worn now like six days in a row for working out that just smell horrible, which I don't actually do that. I'm just giving you a very like broad example. Um, And it's like, oh, let's put these on, but you're also going out to eat with somebody on a date. Like you're not going to do that. You're not going to wear stinky, smelly clothes that are dirty and gross on a date. So don't do that with yourself mentally. Don't mentally put on the lies of who you were and who you thought you were cloud you from the truth of who you are, who you are in Yeshua, the new creation you have become, the one that is beautifully and fearfully and wonderfully made. Don't take the scripture and put it into different contexts to serve your own purpose. And that's a lot of problems. What I'm seeing is we take the truth especially in this culture and we've taken the lord's truth and his words and his deeds and we put them in a different contexts and given them different meanings to serve our purpose don't do that because truth that is then twisted is now a lie it's an opinion and your opinion does not equal truth the past of who you were is not the truth of who you are now 
So don't let that defile you. Throw it off. Stop carrying around dead weight. And that is something I see so strongly is there are people who literally now for 20 years are been carrying around the same lies and the same weight that has nothing to do with them. Something from their childhood of being told a lie of, oh, you're ugly. They have now carried that within their entire lives, believing that they are ugly when that is not the truth. And we need to be careful with ourselves about doing that. Don't just pick up other people's opinions and opinions of yourself of what you feel in that moment and define your life with it for the rest of your life. Don't let that defile you. Don't let that define you. Walk in truth. And that actually goes to the source. You have to go through the source. Don't play telephone about the truth. Go to the source. Because I can tell you all the truth in the world of who the Lord has called and created you to be, of who you are and who you can be because of him and his glory and his righteousness. But if you don't believe it and you don't actually go to the source yourself, it's, it's pretty much pointless. And that is the sad thing is we have taken his word and twisted it for our own meanings and context. And if anything, we've watered it down a lot of times. Our generation craves truth, direction, and guidance, but all too often for the sake of growing the church, quote unquote, parentheses, those little air quotations, because the church is not a building, it's people. We hear a watered down version of the gospel that simplifies the message and makes it more basically enjoyable to the masses. We have seen things throughout history and the problem we're slightly seeing now is there's a lot of people who are like, no, I don't want what you have to offer because that's that's not true. That doesn't sound enjoyable because we've taken the word Christian and we've slandered it for our own meanings and taken it for our own context and we've used it as a mask to hide behind and do things that aren't of truth. It's the concept basically with some of the Indians. You know, they're like, Give yourself over to the Lord before we murder you. Blah, blah, blah. And there was the one sheep that said, no, I'd rather be in hell than in heaven with a bunch of you people because you're not loving as what you're trying to profess that your Lord and Savior is. So don't say one thing and do the other. And that goes involving your past. And don't let that hold you down. Don't let it stop you from becoming the miracle you are. From becoming the miracles that you're called to be. Don't just continually hold yourself back from something that you've already been promised can be free. You know, the Lord's already promised you certain things if you read in a scripture and it's only you that's stopping you from getting to those things. So don't let your past defile you and then come to define you. Thank you so much for listening.